FDBHDD is reminding Georgians to ask their doctor about alternatives to opioid pain medication. Alternatives such as over-the-counter medications and physical therapy can be used to manage pain. More information at opioidresponse.info. We're back with On Second Thoughts. This is Georgia Public Broadcasting, and I'm Virginia Prescott. Earlier in the show, we talked about the insular culture of Navy SEALs. And you've probably heard about some of the heroic deeds carried out by this elite fighting force, killing Osama bin Laden or taking out the Somali pirates who hijacked Captain Mark Phillips' ship. But what would it be like to live with one? We hear plenty of stories about the sacrifices military spouses make, wives, in the case of Navy SEALs, but the wife's perspective is rarely at the center. The Hero's Wife is a play ending its run at the Synchronicity Theater in Atlanta this weekend, and it's an intimate look at how a couple deals with the invisible wounds of combat. Rebecca Robles plays Carissa, the young wife of retired Navy SEAL Cameron, played by Joe Sykes, and Rachel May directed the play, and they are all here with us this morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank morning. you so much for being here. Rachel, I want to ask you about the origins of the play. It was written by Aline Lathrop. And I guess she read about a Navy SEAL and this inspired it all. Yeah, she read an article called uh, The Man Who Shot Osama Bin Laden with Screwed. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, we had all lauded SEAL Team 6. And uh, this article was about the man who ostensibly could have been the one who actually pulled the trigger on that shot. And he had no health insurance. He was now out of the service. He had not gotten his pension or his benefits. And there was some question as to why he left at 19 years, a year before that would have all happened. And it really talked about how, as a veteran who was one of the most lauded veterans of all time in our country, was now sort of left out in the cold and didn't really have anything. Yeah, these are people who are just often held up on pedestals, men used to being uh, in the company of men, their strength, capacity, a lot of machismo. Joe, how did you, as an actor, embody that kind of backstory? Oh, a lot of push-ups to begin with, <laughs> and a little bit of creatine. Uh, but no, I um, I, I have one buddy at work who is this army vet, and he told me about his experiences, and I actually had him read the pay, play, mm. and he said everything that's going on is spot on to what happens to people when they come back, uh, the depression of not being able to leave your house because you're scared that something horrible will happen to you. That that bubble of security that we all have in our society, yeah. it goes away when you experience that trauma and it's hard to come back to it. Uh, and the anxiety of like <clears throat> going out to a bar and, and being like, there's too, many, too much noise, mm -hmm. too many people. Uh, and so uh, talking to him was something that was really good. Uh, just learning about PTSD was 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 fascinating and, and very sad and something that was easy for me to, you know, glam on to and, and sort of try to embody in this character. Yeah. yeah. And and he, there is a time, you know, uh, there's a point when Carissa's trying to get him to go out, but he's like, well, this is too noisy out there. There's, this is all set pretty much inside the walls of this home. There's, you know, a mm -hmm. couple of little scenes outside. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca, you are carrying this kind of center role of Rebecca, of, of Carissa, mm -hmm. rather. She doesn't have the experience of other, other good Navy SEAL wives, <laughs> I think, uh, at one point. Um, Cam calls her. She has no kids. She's really young, and yeah. in her 20s. And really, they haven't known each other that long. Mm -hmm. Have they figured out how to communicate? No. <laughs> no, I mean, she's trying very hard. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we were reading articles about, you know, what it is to be a Navy SEAL wife and what that's like. 
and Carissa doesn't have that. She's she's new to this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. So she's this is her first time dealing with some, you know, with her husband coming back from war, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's changed, which is interesting because he's done it a lot. But she can even tell that this time was different. Yeah, they haven't mm-hmm. known each other that long. What was their courtship like? Eight weeks Eight is weeks. a respectable right. courtship. <laughs> the line from the show, everybody. Yeah. But a lot of their communication is while he's deployed is on Skype. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of remove. And then he's back in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's all very, very real. And it's a deeply intimate play in many ways. Um, so for you, that domestic life, you know, they're talking about making dinner, wanting him to go out. He wants to stay home. They're playful. They're sexy. They're charming. At one point, now, Carissa is a yoga instructor. They do yoga together. We're just going to hear a little scene from that. You don't know that one? Can't. Civilians. Because you do yoga in the seals. Of course we do yoga in the seals. Obviously more advanced than the rest of you. Come on. Downward facing platypus. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh at your instructor. Oh, do I have to give you ten? You don't want to know what you have to give me. Mm-hmm. I'll let this one slide. Downward facing Platypus. So there's so much going on in this little scene. You want to describe it for us, for the audience? <laughs> yeah, so coming into this scene, uh, Chris had had a bad night before. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how much I can say, but um, he had one of his... We'll talk about the bad night. <laughs> okay, yeah, Cam had one of his night terrors, and um, my character, Chris, is choosing not to talk about it because she doesn't want to make, make things worse, really. Um, she just wants him to, to adjust to being home. Um, so, But she had a bad night, and so she's a little bit thrown off and... and Cam is being his charming self and trying to figure out what's going on and warm her back up. And he does it very successfully yeah. by, um, you know, he doesn't know yoga. Yeah. <laughs> so by just being silly. But Daytime it, Cam is very charming. Yeah, yeah. Well, OK. So that's the thing. You know, there's like <clears throat> this, there is a night and day difference yeah. here. And Rachel, I'm wondering, like, how you approach that as a director showing this like, you know, there's a kind of beautiful little warmth between them during the day, although it gets it changes. And then at night, things just change. Yeah, that's what drew me to the play, is that it really ricochets between this daytime life and nighttime life. Um, And the nights are brutal and uh, dangerous. And Cam is doing things that he doesn't know he's doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Carissa has a choice. She says, you know, she has to decide, am I going to tell him where the danger is he might kill himself out of guilt or something else might happen? Or can I find a way to get strong enough to meet him where he is in his brokenness and then find a way for us to get through this. And she works through and chooses the latter, which is a really powerful choice. And we see her strength grow throughout. So we really wanted the warmth and the heat and the sexiness and the intimacy to be at its absolute best. And we also wanted the violence to be at its absolute best. So we had both an intimacy director and a fight director on the show who worked on both of those areas and started from the audition process of creating a process of consent between the actors where they were constantly checking in with each other as we were working through to make sure that what we were doing was comfortable and safe and they, these two actors are remarkable in the show but they also in the rehearsal process were so good and careful at taking care of each other, both emotionally and physically, as we worked through that, Mm -hmm. um, which is really essential for for them to do this 85-minute, really powerful and amazing piece together. It is breathless on some level. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. There are Mm -hmm. just a series of scenes. Uh, And I think there was something in the stage direction about that. You know, you you may... 
feel the tendency to want to pause, but don't. Yes, and we don't. Yeah, <laughs> we try to never stop. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would love to ask more about the, the, you know, the violence coach, the intimacy coach, because so he flails at night, and yeah. and you know he's a powerful, he's a jacked guy, mm-hmm. and you're a jacked guy is what I'm really mean to say, <laughs> Joe. Um, but the, but that's terrifying for Carissa, and I wonder what was that was like for you as an actor, Rebecca, dealing with those scenes. Yeah, actually fun. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy uh, fight choreography, uh-huh. um, but no, it, it is scary. Like living through it. In, in the situation of it, 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 it is, it's not hard to act because it is scary, mm-hmm. you know, having, having somebody throw you around and grab you by the neck and all, all of that. It's, it makes it easy to do my job because, because it's happening. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very safe and I trust Joe completely, yeah. but and you start to try and interact with him in his, in his yes. nightmares. Yeah. And, she and starts and to kind of test things out a little bit, take it in, she's taking it into her own hands and yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. becomes a bit of an investigator, right? Cause she, she figures out or won't tell too much about it but she figures out a way to where she thinks can control it Mm -hmm. and so she does try to start sparking these events so that she can learn what's going Mm -hmm. on in his head she's really interested in because he won't tell her anything but why why don't you tell him you know you don't tell him i'm sorry you carissa (laughs) why doesn't carissa tell him what's happening because she she shields him from it she does and it's, it's a good question um she, I think she she chooses not to to protect him. I think she knows he's not going to handle it well. Like despite him being, you know, a professional fighter and and being more mature and older than her in all of these ways, she can also see that brokenness in him. Mm. And I think she knows he's not going to handle it very well. That would destroy him, huh? Yeah. yeah. And, and Cam, the only thing of any value in his life is Carissa. He places her on a pedestal almost, and. And he would do anything for her and for him to think that he is hurting her, well, he would just turn it on him. He would destroy himself if he found out that he was hurting her. Well, there's so much on display and there's so much that's concealed here. You know, that the, mm-hmm. the, they'll wake up in the morning and she's trying to act normal, like everything's fine. Uh, and he doesn't tell him what's going on at night. I'm wondering what that's like, you know, to sort of contain that quiet inside of inside of the characters. How did you work with them on that, Rachel? Yeah, well, as we heard earlier in this in this segment, um, you know, this whole code of silence and the silent professionals is yeah. very much a code in the military in general, but in the SEALs very particularly. And the play has a few of those lines where Cam says, you don't ask, and silent professionals. And I think these wives are really used to having them having the the men come back and not hearing anything and their role when they're doing their Skype calls is to say everything's fine the house is good everything's mm-hmm. great we read, we read a bunch of articles about um seals who came back from deployment and they got back at a different time than was expected and the women had it the, the wives sort of had it planned they were going to get their hair done the house was perfect the baby was going to nap so that when they got to pick him up but then he got in 2 hours early and they have to show up with no makeup on the baby screaming cuz they didn't get their nap and that's not what they want to do the wives want to present that everything's been fine and that they were not stressed mm-hmm. by this deployment but as rebecca said carissa didn't have that practice this is her first go at it um so but she's still trying that she's still trying to do all of those things to make it sort of perfect for him 
So she's doing just as much to contain it as he is with containing what his experience was. That's Rachel May. She's director of the play The Hero's Wife. It's running th- through this weekend at Synchronicity Theater in Atlanta. Rebecca Robles is with us. She plays Carissa, the young wife of retired Navy SEAL Cameron, who is played by Joe Sykes, who is also with us. Well, she becomes this sort of cheerleader. There's another scene in the play. You know, uh, she, she, she wants to make him marketable. <laughs> she wants to help him mm-hmm. put his skills to work. Let's hear just a little bit of that. Other skills? Sharpshooting. Okay, I'm uh, not sure how to capture that. How about jumping out of planes, sneaking up on ships? Uh, let's say athletic. This was a stupid no, idea. No, uh, athletic is good. Uh, let's just move on to your objective. My objective? Babe, you could do anything. You could do anything. How does how does he feel? How does he feel in this new world? Well, his skill set of a warrior, it doesn't apply yeah. in, in the community that he's in now. And that's something, this low self-esteem where you, uh, in this most dangerous place in the world, you were powerful and in control, and you knew your role and how to accomplish your goal. But now uh, it's like learning how to tie your shoes, being back in society. You don't know how to do it. Don't worry, folks, I can tie my shoes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's low self-esteem and a lack of value. Mm. That is something that... Talking to my army buddy, he was saying that's something that's real for veterans. Yeah, and and, and it's part of the attraction. I mean, they meet. They talk about how they met, and there's mm-hmm. you know this mm-hmm. beautiful scene that they evoke. And he basically jumps out of a plane, <laughs> and he looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the attraction. So it's her attraction to him. It's very glad. It's hot, mm-hmm. and maybe his attraction to himself on some level. So she's trying to what make him feel what. That he's still that that he still has value, even though he's not what he he's not doing what he he's done for his whole life, basically. And I, I think you know, Chris sees all this potential in him, um, but he doesn't see it in himself. So and she wants to fix him. Yeah, she's yeah. but 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 there's something else. There's a transformation going on within her. Mm-hmm. How did you navigate that from uh, you know the fresh wife, your your husband's back home to to deepening that resilience, as, as Rachel called it. Yeah, I mean, it's something that's taken a while to figure out. <laughs> um, but I think it's just, there's a building frustration uh, as we go along in the play of like, this isn't working, this isn't working. Uh, she keeps hitting these walls. Uh, and I think you just have, you have to get to that. She has to get to that point. There's no, there's no other way. Mm-hmm. And especially when we get to a scene where it becomes very clear that, um, telling him would mean that he would probably you know, commit suicide. So yeah. She also takes on some of his techniques, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in the SEALs, it's Buds, not boot camp, right? And, mm-hmm. and Cam says, we run with a boat on our head and Buds. Like, I mean, they literally, like, drown themselves. And, I mean, the training is insane. And I think that Carissa tries a lot of her techniques and her tactics. I'm going to get his resume. I'm going to mm-hmm. give him self-empowerment. I'm going to tell him I value him. I'm going to be loving to him. And somewhere along the way, she realizes that those techniques are only going to go so far. And she also has to learn some of some of his techniques. Um, And so I feel like it's her buds training. Like we see her going through that strengthening and that sort of what are some of the strong responses that she can use that will actually speak to him at at in in the way that he thinks. Yeah. Um I think sometimes this is a huge generalization but as women we we go for the more sort of encouraging, loving, this is how it's going to work and I think for Cam particularly, 
he's going to need a little bit more tough love in some instances. And so she mm-hmm. she really sort of learns some of those tactics right. from him. It's an so adaptive He doesn't response. realize he's training her, but he, he is. Yeah. Well, this is something that Synchronicity has partnered on this play and in the past with United Military Care and Veterans Empowerment Organization, aiding in rehearsal process and also doing talkbacks. And I'm wondering what Mm -hmm. kind of things you've heard from the talkbacks. Do you guys want to talk about Sunday? Oh, well, I mean, it was an honor. Uh, I I forget the gentleman. Tyler from Veterans Empowerment Organization. Yeah, I mean, when... It was the inside scoop, so you get some ice cream, and then we have a talk back. <laughs> uh, and so I got my ice cream, and the guy comes right up and shakes my hand. And he's like, this was really great. And that's just an honor for, for, for him to say that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the audience, uh, like many people, uh, it was an older crowd on Sunday, but they were talking about their their parents who were in World War II and how they would drink, and they'd shoot that gun every once in a while, and you wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. And that was back then, and here we are now, and so maybe we are making some advancements as far as a discussion, a conversation being held. Uh, but everyone said this is something that that that's that's around and needs to be discussed. It was pretty fascinating how many people who worked on the show have direct family experiences. One of the people who worked on the show has a father who has hit her at night during one of these sorts of episodes who's a veteran. One of the people on the show has a family member who walks outside the house at night drunk with a gun patrolling because of PTSD. And so, you know, just in our little 20 or so people who put the show together, we had a number of stories. Um, And yet, I don't think culturally we talk about it very much. And I don't think we really want to know. I don't think we want to know what's happening in these families. I think we want to clap at the airport Mm -hmm. when they walk through and we want to cheer and be happy and say thank you for your service. But then we don't want to hear about it. Well, it makes me think that also this is being acted out on theater where, you know, the ancient Greek tragedies about warriors coming home and their pain was was a part of that Mm -hmm. was the cultural literacy of Mm -hmm. the time. What do you think? Or is this a way of kind of carrying on that tradition? I think so. And and one of the things we've done a lot of shows at Synchronicity about war and about veterans. And one of the things that has always guided me is we worked with a um, psychiatrist who works with veterans years ago. And she said, you know, that in other cultures, there is a ritual for the warriors to lay down their warrior spirit when they come home from war. They go away from their families for several days and they lay down that spirit. <sighs> and that in our culture, we don't have that. Literally, they get off the plane Their kids jump on them and hug them. And then the next day there's a family barbecue to celebrate them being back and they're expected to be at the grill. And I don't think that's reasonable. And I don't think that is serving the men and women who are doing this for our country and who are protecting us and who are going through the ultimate sacrifice for us. And um, I think this play is really trying to show the very personal story that that's behind that and and hopefully... um, engender some empathy and compassion for those families and help us all think about that a little more. Rachel May, she's director of the play The Hero's Wife. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And also with us, Joe Sykes. He plays Cam. Thank you for being with us. You're welcome. And Rebecca Robles, The Hero's Wife. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The play is running through this weekend at Synchronicity Theater. You can find more on it at gpbnews.org.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.